This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Move on now to a conversation around vehicles. Now we're seeing in South Africa a bit of a shift, I would say, or maybe a shift has emerged over a period of time that has seen, uh, you know, premium vehicles and premium, premium cars are BMW and Mercedes-Benz, uh, Volvo and Audi. Them being uh, shunned a little bit for Chinese brands. If you just think uh, right now on your way home, if you're in, uh, on the way home, or if you just think to your drive anywhere, uh, the chance of you seeing a Haval or a, a a Cherry or a GWM, the chances are really, really high, right? These cars have become super popular in South Africa. And we decided to speak uh, to the automotive uh, sector around the shift and what it tells us about the state of the South African consumer, but also the future of the automotive sector here at home. And joining us to do that is Brandon Cohen. He is a chairperson of the National Automobiles Dealers Association. Brandon, good evening. Thank you for your time. Good evening. Thanks. Brandon, I must ask you, uh, these Chinese brands, and quite a few of them, have been around for uh, quite a while, actually. But it's taken a while for them to gain uh, the prominence that we see today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they did launch quite a while back, as you said. And I think on the original launch, the quality wasn't wasn't there. Um, The looks weren't there. We bothered our eyes. It didn't have the tech, the features. But I think the new breeds that's come through um, are fantastic. And then you mix that with the fact that people are giving them a chance, mainly because of the buy-down and the great pricing. And we're getting a lot of traction in the Chinese brands. I must ask you, uh, though, you know, Brandon, in South Africa, there have different brands that have really traditionally dominated our sector. I think of brands uh, that might not be on the premium end, uh, maybe VW, maybe Toyota. These were brands that South Africans absolutely loved. Uh, and I'm wondering where they now fall in the greater scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, Toyota sits at the top. I think they've been at the top of local vehicle sales for 45 years. Um, that's not moving. But I think what's happening is that the Chinese brands and and even if you think back a couple of years, the Korean brands did this when Hyundai and Kia came into the country. And they're they're eating a bit of the pie of Toyota. Volkswagen certainly has seen a huge decrease in sales. I think last month they were superseded by Suzuki. So definitely the original manufacturers are, are, you know, getting hurt a little bit. It's also evidence, uh, Brandon, in my mind, of a South African consumer that has become uh, very price sensitive and not only not in the short term. So, you know, we're not thinking back to even COVID. But when I look at this trend of the emergence of these vehicles, it's been over a period of time that, you know, we've stopped aspiring uh, to what we traditionally call premium brands. Yes, absolutely. I I think, you know, the, the premium brands used to represent, as they still do, the aspirations, um, you know, you've made it, you're driving a, a three-pointed star. But I think with the other brands coming through, the Korean brands, Chinese brands, and so forth, they've caught up so much in looks, feel, quality, and at a much better price that I think a lot of people have experienced those and have started moving into those even before the major price crunch happened. Obviously, now with the price crunches coming the last few months, even over a year, the premium brands have suffered. And then, of course, with COVID, um, we had supply chain issues that you couldn't get the premium brands just 
particularly because of how many um, semiconductor chips were in them and things like that. And people who didn't want to wait were forced to look for something else and give something else a try. And I think we're, we're just seeing what's there. I might also ask you what this means for used vehicles as well as parts maintenance, uh, Brandon, because, of course, uh, you know, this means that a whole new value chain needs to now exist. Yes, absolutely. I mean, in, in the used vehicle side, people are moving to used vehicles. Um, we saw during COVID they moved to used vehicles because you couldn't get new vehicles. Now it's a price thing. Um, but, yeah, on the parts side, it's, it's an incredible thing because, You've got your original equipment um, coming through from the dealers, uh, keeping those cars running longer, meeting warranty requirements and things like that. But there are second-tier parts, um, the the parallel parts coming in. And and you're right, people are keeping their cars longer. We've seen this globally. They're holding onto the vehicles. They'll rather extend their plan, service plan, maintenance plan, motor plan, and just try and hold that vehicle. The vehicles are well-built, so if they're maintained, you can keep it in very good nick. Very much longer. And there are no concerns around uh, the new Chinese brands and uh, parts there? Yeah, I mean, there, there are always concerns with any new brand coming into the country. It's all very well and good to launch a new brand, great quality of vehicle, but cars do break. They're not supposed to, but they will. Cars will get into accidents. And as volume increases, if in the background, one doesn't have parts distribution facilities, uh, crash parts available. Then you start seeing vehicles off-road for a longer period of time, really starting to hurt the brand. And as the Chinese brands grow, they will experience those growing pains as all the other brands that have had to enter the country over all the years. And that will determine their longevity, I think. People have very long memories. If you crash a car and you have to wait six months for a part, you're probably not going back to that vehicle for long. Absolutely, and you're possibly going to tell everybody at the Brown a Saturday, Brandon, how long it took you to get uh, those parts. I must ask you what this means about new uh, for any new energy vehicles. We know that uh, these are expensive to make. Uh, all around the world, we're seeing governments, I guess, uh, trying to intervene uh, in that regard. But with these uh, Chinese vehicles, they seem to be doing okay globally uh, with pushing their new energy vehicle numbers. Absolutely. I think BYD is is the standout there. They are probably the biggest brand in the world. I think they've superseded uh, even Tesla in in, in the Tesla's markets. And and, and that's right. I mean, they are creating, Chinese are creating incredible uh, vehicles. They they look good. They run well. Their range is good. and, And their prices are far superior to the traditional new energy vehicles. I think that China will because of their their embracing of the product, they will proceed and they will do very well in that. Every brand has has their energy vehicles. But I think price is one thing. Infrastructure is is quite another. We're seeing a small growth, but we we lag the rest of the world massively in in our infrastructure for the new energy vehicles, especially full battery electric. We'll be watching this one very closely, Brandon. I'd like to thank you for speaking to us about this this evening. Very, very interesting developments in the sector. Fantastic. That was Brandon Cohen. He is a chairperson of the National Automobile Dealers Association. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.